Hey, this is Thad Joyner, and you're listening to What Thad Thinks, the one and only podcast on the interweb focused solely on what I think. Proud that you're listening today. We are powered by Better Beans Branding, your one-stop shop for commercial and residential design, graphics, branding, construction, and remodel. Yes, capable of everything. Thank you for listening. Hey, and welcome to What Thad Thinks, episode nine and a half, we'll call it. Um, I am Thad Joyner, president of Better Beans and your host of What Thad Thinks. Um, want to thank all of you for joining us, those of you that have liked us, those of you that have commented, those of you that have subscribed, those of you that join us every week, I want to say thank you. Um, so much uh, kind of going on right now um, in the world and in the world of small business and very excited today about um, our topics and our uh, guests. And uh, I guess it's almost time to kind of uh, get started, but I want to send a shout out to uh, Better Beans and the crew. Uh, we're getting moved in and comfortable in our office. We have done a family um, soft open house, and we have invited all of our um, customers and uh, VIPs to join us for a ribbon cutting uh, later this month. But our office is looking amazing. We're going to be able to host um, a lot of our presentations. Um, so make sure if you're looking for branding, remodel, construction, or signage, make sure to do a look up Better Beans. That's my shameless plug. Um, and want to uh, give another shout out to uh, my brother Sage and his wife Stacy and their new baby boy, Bo. Um, so uh, they gave birth to a stud, almost nine pounds. Um, Mama's doing good and uh, we'll give a shout out to them. So super proud of them of doing that while they're opening a restaurant and went through the sale of, um, I guess me selling the company <laughs> and uh, weathering all of that at one time, but super proud of them. So, uh, uh, give a shout out and um, continued prayers for them doing well. Um, I am going to uh, now bring on uh, Mr. Irrelevant, um, Neil, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll kick this show off a little bit. Neil, a new background. So, Neil, you're green screening. I am. Right? You pointed the wrong direction because you don't know that you're opposite, I saw. Now you're pointing correctly. That's much better. Um, Neil, uh I have had multiple texts and emails from people very upset um, that uh, we didn't get uploaded last week. And uh, so what happened? We had a lot of great content. And what did you do? Yeah, you know, some for some reason, Zoom's pause and record button was clearly broken on, on Saturday. Yeah, so Zoom broke it, I imagine, right? Absolutely. So all that work I put into show prep and all that time recording and our, you know, tens and tens of fans we have out there that went without a podcast. Um, what do you have to say to them? Yeah. Hey, double up. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll treat you right on this one. Cause we've got some, some stellar topics and a great guest to work off to work with today. Yeah. I'm hoping we didn't lose fans over that. I mean, you know, and you haven't even done punishment for it yet. I'm I've been pretty calm about that. We have a disconnect here because you said the word punishment. Yeah, punishment. That's something that I'm thinking about for you right now. What, are you going to whip me with your belt? Oh, well, I don't plan to whip you. I don't know why you went there. <laughs> I mean, punishment is how I spank my child. You spank your child? Yes, but she laughs at me. Oh, then you, you don't really spank. Yeah, I haven't figured out how to do that very well. Yeah, well, what's going on? How are you? 
Hey, look, I, you know, last week we had a chance to talk, but I have been uh, all about, you took me out to the woods the other day and we went hunting and now I've been stuck on thinking about how to be a survivalist and, you know, what would I pack? And so I wanted to ask you how. Well, we got to tell everybody, like you just like breezed over that. So we took, I took Neil to the woods to camp uh, to uh, sort of hunt and shoot guns and uh, bake out in the sun. So yes, I took Neil out there and yes, he made it. Um, And um, yeah, it was a good time. But yeah, so now you're thinking you went from. Do that more. My plush camper from my plush camper with two uh 45 inch tvs in it and uh, uh air conditioning and electricity you're now thinking survivalist i mean you know that's a big jump right yeah but i think i can do it like i wanted to be dropped off in the middle of nowhere to see how long i could last like at, at least a day or two well i can we can arrange that absolutely and i can even give you a camera to shoot the footage that would be that would absolutely get more more visitors to our site can will you let me drop you in the woods for a day yeah, with a little bit of training. You know, you understand these shows no, no. that do that. You will let training. me drop you in the woods for a day. It's yes or no. It is a yes. Okay. That's with happening we next make- week? Next week? Next episode? No, no, no. September. Uh, we're busy in September. Before it gets you, cold. So you will not, you're not willing to do this? October. October. Mm-hmm. One, okay. All of our fans have just heard, I am going to film... And drop Neil off in the woods for one day with 10 items. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching the show, the shows. I know that I know how to do this now. Oh my God. This is, this could be the best reality show. We've talked about doing like an HGTV better beans makeover show, but Neil survival is going to be amazing. Like I cannot wait for that. That is that's must-see TV for sure. I can't, I'm planning it right now. I'm already planning it. I don't even know if I want to do the show anymore. I just want to, yes, the heck with the podcast. All I want to think about is what I'm going to drop you off in the middle of the woods. Okay, you can't, you can't, you can't control the outcome. Like, no, no, I don't even want to control the outcome. I know the outcome. What do you mean? I <laughs> I just can't. Just, uh, no, it's going to be great. I mean, safety. Lou, let's not get crazy here. We're yeah, not yeah, it's going to be completely wolves, safe. Wolves and bears and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, no wolves. No wolves. Can't promise bears, but definitely can promise wolves. Right. No wolves. How are you? Snakes. Yeah, doing good. Doing good. Uh, proud of uh, kind of what's going on in the world. I'm doing doing real well. Doing There's real a lot well. a lot going on in the world. Did you see that Apple? eclipse the trillion dollar valuation mark today or yesterday yesterday trillion dollar valuation for apple what is a trillion dollars do you think someone would pay a trillion dollars i don't well most countries couldn't pay that so like i mean is, no. it, is that just a valuation or is that would have to be you know like a gofundme page to get that just a few donations that's unbelievable a company that was gone resurrected yeah Go Steve Jobs. He's like high-fiving out there in heaven. and His family's of... probably happy. I think so. I think That's so. an unbelievable thing. It's a, it's a, a testament to uh, innovation, to capitalism, to 
small business guys in their garage that grind it out and have an amazing idea and continue to think big. It's pretty damn amazing. Yeah. Have you seen? You don't even own an Apple product, do you? I mean, you're still on Samsung. You're like, you're the only one in our office. We all hate you. They hate you that you won't do it. Um, you're mm -hmm. the only one without an Apple product. Mm -hmm. Oh, actually, don't you have a Mac that you couldn't use? Didn't we buy yeah, you a I, Mac and then you stopped using it? Yeah, Katie Lee has it now. Okay, you gave it away. Mm -hmm. And then you bought like a $100,000 Apple for Ashley this week as well, correct? That's correct. But you know those design and creative people, they, they prefer working off of a Mac. Well, I, I prefer working I off $100,000 pieces of equipment too, Neil. Uh, okay. I, I like my three ninety nine Dell. I mean, that's, that's mine. That's what I got for sure. Uh, well, anyway, uh, hey, uh, Masters Golf Tournament. Oh, I'm so glad they're playing. It's going to be weird, no azaleas. It, a lot of it's going to be weird. Is the grass even going to be green? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It'll still be green. It'll still be green. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a strange time. Obviously. That's usual. The, usually the, you know, as soon as Masters is over, you know, the Augusta, Augusta National closes for the summer. Mm -hmm. Typically. Like a week after the, the Masters and then it's, then it's closed. And then so I think November is kind of when the members are normally playing. Is it November? Is it October? October, yeah. October, you're right. Yeah. October through. This is when the members are playing typically. So this is how the members would play the course. It won't be as pretty. Will it matter as much? Absolutely. I mean, every sporting event, look at the ratings for sporting events right now. They're out of, out of this world. I mean, people, people are dying to watch something. You wait, the first football games that come on, it's going to throw up major numbers. Like the first Monday night football game is going to be insane. So you would say if you have an opportunity to buy an ad during that game, go ahead and do it. Depending yeah. on what you're offering. Yeah. Your shoulder continues to go missing from time to time yeah, when you move that. on the green screen. It's kind of weird. It's so very strange. You know, what the, the brand, the Masters, is, you know, if you're talking about valuations, I mean, out of this world valuation for – that tournament, it's so special and, and has continued to be special for, you know, however many years. And, um, you know, and, and coming out of this and, and them actually playing, I wonder, you know, no fans, um, the businesses in Augusta are going to get crushed over this time, right? I mean, the hotels, the restaurants, the street vendors, all those guys are going to get crushed because there's no fans coming. But, I mean, did they, did they lose value? And, I guess as we're talking about that real quick, I think it's a good time to bring on our superstar guest because I want to hold that thought because we're going to talk about business valuations. So um, we have Kathy Ligon today, and uh, she is president, CEO of Hinge Brokers. And um, anybody that is on here that knows her knows she is the industry expert in childcare um, business. So if you have a childcare business question, um, there is nobody better than her. Um, she's got an amazing team. Um, she also has amazing contacts, but really she has, uh, I hate to compliment her too much because she'll hold me to it, but there is nobody I know in business with more common sense than her. Um, so, you know, I'd say we have our every two week calls typically, um, and it's usually just for me to bounce something off her head because she will tell me straight up how it is. She is also 
represented me on the buy side, buying businesses. She's represented me uh, buying real estate, um, or her company has, and she has represented me on the sales side. I feel like I won every single battle. Um, she's amazing. She's here. Kathy Ligon, give it up. She's here. What's up? Hey, Thad. Thank you very much. Very kind words from you. I want to know who gets to choose the 10 things that Neil takes into the woods. No kidding. I think he gets to pick them, right? Yeah. Uh, Neil, yeah. is one of those things a cell phone? No. There's a couple of non-allowed things. Cell phone is one of them. That's that will be, we'll give him like an emergency phone that dials me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, and a police officer. Who wants to do that? Right? <laughs> no, that was me. You have to trust me, Neil. One phone call to me. I mean, Kathy, how much would you and David watch of that show? If it's 24 hours of Neil in the Woods, how much are you watching? Uh, 24 hours? I don't know. Neil, can you sleep a good bit of that? Because uh, that would be a lot to watch. But He can't sleep in the woods by himself. <laughs> He's gonna be scared to death. It would be it would be interesting. I don't I know the answer to these questions. He needs to sleep during the daytime so that so that he's comfortable like so he can keep watch at night. You know, that that's gonna be the thing. I will let him pick the ten. I I think that's what we'll do, let him pick the ten, but there's gonna be no no like motorized vehicles. I mean you can't get yourself out, you know, you're gonna be dropped off. Hey, Kathy, do you want to be my agent? <laughs> I will represent you in this transaction, Neil. This transaction's going quickly south. I think it needs some negotiation quickly. Jump in anytime you're ready. I say if you make it, I mean, I got to have a prize. So, like, if you make it the full 24 hours without making a phone call, like five grand. Right. Ooh. 2,500. Sure. 750 i mean i mean you said for free you said free earlier you said free earlier we will we will check the tape on that language i think the satisfaction of winning would be enough i mean kathy you're supposed to be a really good transactional dealer yeah yeah, that is representing kathy (laughs) well she represents me on all sides of all kind of deals I invited her to represent me before this happened. So, um, so Kathy, let's if we're talking valuations right now of like the masters. So, and and you and I have had a couple of, of conversations. So, if skipping a year, losing millions and millions, let's just say, you know, uh, if a hundred thousand people come in a day, all the things they buy, you know, everybody spends. $300 in the gift shop minimum that goes to the masters. I mean, so 50 million bucks. I mean, something crazy like that. They're probably losing um, maybe more. Um, if you were representing me, the buyer of, I was going to buy the masters tournament from Augusta national. Do I get to pay less than I paid before this? Interesting question. So, um, we expected the answer to that to be yes, but I, I, I see something different. Um, so I want to say that the answer is no. However, 
you'll get to pay it over time where you, you know, if you had had a stable business with no hiccups and uh, downturns, you would pay, have paid all cash at closing, the end, walk away, we're done. What you would do now is you would come up with a value which would largely look like the most stable period. So let's say 2019 for most people, but you would only pay part of that in cash at closing and you would pay some of that in the future based on actual recovery. So you get to do two things. You get to mitigate your risk by being sure it recovers and the way you define that is important and you get to finance it over time with the cash flow of whatever it is that you're buying. So I think we see more structure change than pricing change. So if I'm the buyer, you're representing Augusta National, you're gonna say, okay, you were gonna get to pay a billion dollars. Now it's still a billion dollars, but I'm good to go with a half a million now and the other half million on some sort of earnout. Yeah, um, exactly. Now, I, as the buyer, am going to battle like crazy to just pay seven fifty and be done, right? I mean, is that what you would encourage me to do? You're going to, well, I don't represent you, but if I represented you as the buyer, uh, I would say that your objective would be to pay as little as possible up front, have a pretty um, detailed, defined recovery um, look-see in the future and then stretch that out as long as possible because you want to pay that as much as you can through cash flow of the company. So um, however I usually represent sellers and I would say the opposite and usually what we see is that the cash in close is related to recovery which we defined as revenue right now versus the same period last year. And then the future would be based on actual recovery. And I think we all know that EBITDA will recover slower than income for most people because most people's cost structures have gone up. So I think we're, you know, we're probably a couple of years away from a complete normalization of um, bottom line. But I think top lines for some people are coming back faster than they expected and not for others. It's, you know, it's sporadic. So if I'm, if I'm uh, looking to sell my small business right now, um, if I'm looking to sell my small business right now, um, I need to be prepared for some sort of earnout situation if I'm going to get max dollar. If I'm going to yeah. get max dollar, it's going to be an earnout. That's right. And if I'm going to get, if I'm willing to take less, I can get it all now, but it's going to be a, it's going to be at a, there's going to be clipping coupons to do it, right? Yeah, it'd be a discount. And you know, there's little risk. So um, if you're happy with the cash at close, I usually say to people, be happy with the cash that you get at close, because the risk is that once you're gone, if that's your objective, unless you're staying in and you can truly make decisions about the company, uh, you're reliant on someone else to make that money for you. So be, be happy with what you get at closing. Be happier if you get more money in the future. Good way. So, so tell me then, you know, and, and guys that are selling, you know, and I just went through a transaction, my first transaction in a lot of years that you didn't represent me on. Um, um, Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I didn't use any other broker though. You know that, right? I mean, I just sold, I represented myself. It's okay. I have enough to do. Yeah. It was not a, it was not a, uh, in your, in your wheelhouse of, 
of restaurants. But um, so tell me, so, you know, I, on this particular transaction, I did one of your favorite moves, held the real estate, sold the business, um, and uh, um, sold the business at a little bit of a discount, a little bit of a discount. Um, um, but I plan to make that up because I've I got a 20-year lease out of it, right? So, um, so nice. but, you know, talk to me real quick about, you know, what you think's more important right now. Um, and, and maybe I don't want you to play both sides. I don't want you to be uh, political here. Right now, what's, what's out in the world? Is it, is it real estate? You want to be in real estate or you want to be in business or you want to buy, but you want to sell businesses. You want to sell real estate right now. Businesses. Businesses. Yep. Now yeah. why is that? So, you know, as I explained, we, we see stable business values, assuming full recovery. We have seen a softening of real estate values. Um, and I think that's largely driven by the protective measures we all took when COVID started. We all, negotiated either short-term rent concessions or mortgage concessions or even some things into the future. So the, the real estate community is not devastated and they're not um, completely fallen off the face of the earth, but they are a little softer than they used to be. They might want to push things out six months and they pricing has shifted slightly. Um, so I would, I'd hang on to real estate. I'm a big fan of real, real estate ownership, as you know, Thad, assuming you have a stable tenant. Um, and I love to own real estate in an industry that you know, because your options for what to do with that in the future are strong if your tenant has a problem. Um, but I like to keep real estate. So uh, my favorite strategy always really is sell your business, keep your real estate if you have a stable tenant, but even more so right now. I like it. So I am, you know, what Thad thinks since, you know, that's the name of the show. Um, right now, I agree with you. Businesses have not gotten cheap enough yet, but I am seeing some real estate looking kind of sweet. Now, raw land is not, but finished buildings are looking great. Raw land is expensive right now because the home building industry is, you know, doing so well. But uh, um, buildings that are already done, I'm seeing some great deals. So if you're buying, I like buying real estate right now. If you're buying businesses right now, um, you know, uh, you, you, uh, you're better off, in my opinion, um, looking for the looking for the bargains that are out there because I do think, and, and that's maybe your earnout situation solves that for on both sides of the issue, but the, you know, another shutdown, I mean, you know, an, another bailout by the government. I mean, that's going to be more inflation, more, I mean, it's going to be a lot to pay for on the, on the back end. So um, I do like real estate long-term. Um, I like businesses right now, if you can get them at the right price. And I love that you're selling, selling businesses at full value right now. That should excite everybody that's on here. And shameless plug for Kathy, if you're looking to list your business and you want to get out, um, she's the one that'll get you full value because she just convinced me I could get full value. Um, so there you go. So, okay, um, numbers one through three, three. You got to list three, Kathy. Your three favorite customers of all time. 
Bad joiner. That's a fantastic answer. Um, no one else even comes to mind. Oh my gosh, she's such a she's such a wimp. Wow. <laughs> what about what about Nan? Nan Riker. Okay. Better beans. I mean, uh, better beans. Big blue marble. You got yeah. the beans. Okay, so there's two. I have to throw in Andy Sherrod. Oh, Odeby. Odeby kids. I love him. He's doing fantastic work. They both are. They both stuck with the companies they sold to. Uh, they're doing great things in the industry. And, you know, uh, I, you'll, you'll give me a hard time about this, Thad. I really adore everyone that I work with. And the reason I stick with the early education space is because of how terrific people are. Uh, you don't get into this industry and stay very long if you're not a stand-up person, and that's who I choose to work with. And you forgot Jane, right? I forgot uh, Jane. Jane. Jane Porterfield. Yeah. I did. I did. And you're not going to mention her husband. Uh, I'm. You know, I, I was yeah, hoping he's listening so he knows that he's he knows that I'm slighting him. He already knows the deal. It was recent. Jerry and I were on the phone. We had both called you. We had both called you. So, Neil, you'll get a kick out of this. We had literally both just called Kathy, like, within minutes of each other. And J Jerry and I got on the phone together. And we were, I was joking. I was like, well, we'll see who she calls back first. And sure enough, ding, ding, his phone rings. Um, so, Thad, was I running a transaction for him at the time? I, I think. I, look, I'm just saying. Um, she, just told, she just told tens of our listeners that um, she listens that – I was her favorite, but I know, I know who she answered, who she called back, and who she left you know, If we have something important going on, you pretty much get my attention first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, lots of, uh, you're, you're right, and one thing that I, I will say, like, this is not a political show, but, like, um, the people you mentioned who are all you know, good friends of mine, but like me and Andy and Jerry, like we couldn't be three more different um, people um, when it comes to like beliefs or, you know, how, how we, uh, political beliefs. And we all get along so good. Um, and so it's a good lesson for America, really, to be honest with you. Um, we always tend to find common ground. Um, Jerry and I and Andy, we get into some debates, heavy debates, but we always find common ground. Um, just great people. I have to respect the hell out of them, um, for Indeed. sure. Um, yeah. But good to know that I I came at the top of your list, even though you're on my show. So you kind of had to say that. They haven't. None of those people have invited you on their shows, have they? They have not. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting, waiting patiently. So that no. makes me once again. I I moved up the uh, moved up the line. So um, so um, what about uh, if you had to say? You know, we know that EBITDA drives, EBITDA and real estate drive the price of, the, of, of businesses more than anything, right? So we've kind of established, um, you know, let's say I'm selling five units, whatever business I'm in. Um, if I'm selling five, you know, you're trying to get me a five and a half multiple or something like, let's just say a five, a five multiple is the baseline there. And let's just say it's the baseline. How am I going to make that five into a six multiple without adding more units? Um, interesting question. So there are several things that factor into that. One thing is top of the market tuition rates. Another thing would be a team that can operate without you when you check out. 
Uh, you want a team that can carry on and continue to create the revenue and the EBITDA that you um, have in your company. Um, you want your building to either be new or light new. And I don't just say this because you guys are in front of me, but investing in your brand and um, your facility is critical. Um, okay, I would those, say- Those are, well, I said only three, Kathy, don't- Oh, you said don't, three. I'm sorry, I didn't know you gave me rules. a quota again. Okay. Listen, we, we only have 47 minutes to Let do it, this. Let's keep life simple. Three yeah, is three things. I love those three. I do not like the order. Okay. So what Thad thinks um, is, first of all, everything is about better being. So um, your building's new or like new, your facilities being amazing, that is number one in my, on my list. that You gave your list. This is my list. Um, number one, um, I would say your team is two. Um, and if I had to go with three, um, I would say uh, – demographics and location like upside in the demographics and the location and a distant fourth would be rates and let me let me tell you just because of my acquisition you're, you're right I'm wrong but I am buying I want I will pay more a little bit more for some upside and if the rates are already top of the market I have no upside on rate I want I want 20 30 percent of room in the rates where I feel like I'm gonna add that over the first two years May I pose a oh alternative? You're, listen, you've got to talk already, Kathy. Ah, Go um, ahead. Yes, ma'am. I would prefer that your upside is in your occupancy over your rate. So if you, if you had a um, potential acquisition that just wasn't as full, let's say they're 70% full, um, but their tuition rates are top of the market already, and the market can already accept and absorb that. I'll prefer that over tuition rate increases. But I've seen you do it the other way, and I've seen you do it successfully, so I will give you that. Well, we like both. Let's be clear. Okay. You we like both. Um, I like more people and more rates, for sure. But if you buy a full school – and you pay top of the market value for it and you pay top multiple for it and it's already full and it's yeah. already getting top rate, where am I going to go? I mean, yeah. I guess I can just count on that money, but. Um. I agree with that. I don't, I don't like that for a buyer. I think you only have one place to go and that's down from yep. there. So I like to have a little upside in the mix. Awesome. Um, well, we think we sort of agree there. Um, so what is your biggest pet peeve of a buyer? So, you know, I have lots of pet peeves and when I'm selling to somebody a, a business, but um, I am also a buyer, so I'm sure I touch on people's nerves too. But what is your biggest pet peeve, the biggest thing that makes you mad about buyers out there? Um, really interesting question. So there's only one that I will we'll give you more than one because did you give me a limit on this? Do I have three? How many do I, I have? I said biggest pet peeve. I'll you give you okay, well, good, I'll give good. you three. Uh, no, fine. I only have one, actually. One, yeah. Okay, one because one. there's only one because people aren't perfect, you know, and I really do like both sides of the transaction. And if, if everybody doesn't win, nobody wins. So let me say that. But there's only one that will get you off my buyer list. <laughs> this has actually happened a couple of times. If people are not treated respectfully, in the process and it usually happens when 
you start to interact with site level people, the people who are scared, they're concerned, they need support, they need to be treated um, nicely and their questions answered. And if that doesn't happen and they get talked down to or treated disrespectfully, no tolerance, none. Beyond that, everything else is something we can deal with. Okay, I will buy that. I'm gonna give my biggest pet peeve and my biggest pet peeve are buyers that make an offer and then their offer is not in with goodwill. They have every intention to lower the price later on and change the terms of the deal. So um, especially ones that do it within a few weeks of closing. And there are lots of buyers out there that'll throw any price out there to get the property and the business tied up for a few months. And then once they've got everybody, you know, planning to move to Jamaica and build their vacation house, um, then they change the deal, 50 grand, hundred grand, a million dollars, whatever it may be. So my, that may be my biggest pet peeve. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I think you, one thing I'd say to, to everybody about you, Kathy, is that, um, and like my attorney, people that are in my corner, um, I like them to be deal makers that are, want every, both sides to win. And, uh, you know, that's what I expect and tell my attorney to do when we're writing up deals. That's what I've instructed you to do. It's what you already do anyway. Um, other people that are only looking to get a little win in their column um, do not do well with me. My pet peeve. I'm, I'm with you on that, That I've had it happen. I will say it's rare, and it certainly hasn't happened to me in many, many years. And I think there has been so much competition for quality assets in the industry that you, and it's a very small industry. So you behave that way once and your reputation is um, spread around. You don't get opportunity again. So yeah, that's not a good way to behave unless it's a legitimate, I mean, I've had transactions where we had, um, you know, our seller maybe had a number wrong and everyone agreed that it didn't truly represent the value of the company and we shifted value, but everyone was in agreement. Um, the thing you're talking about is when people look for a reason that's not legitimate and then beat you up with the price. I'm with you. Yeah, there's, they're trying to get, you, get a deal. Whatever they can squeeze out at the end of the deal is something they want to squeeze out at the end of the deal. I just don't like those guys. Um, yeah. And so I am going to throw you a curveball on my biggest pet peeve of sellers, too. Um, you should have that. I mean, what is your biggest pet peeve of a seller that a seller does? Panic? Uh, Panic? Um, you know, I think I would say that it's really difficult for me when we aren't very forthright with each other because it is a really important relationship and connection. I take what I do very seriously and I want to represent people well, but if the seller doesn't tell me everything I need to know or they're, you know, express where they are one way and I find out it's something different, then it just makes everyone's life difficult so i guess that would be it i like it i make that makes sense now mine my biggest pet peeve in a trend in the industry that i can't stand is sellers that don't give you a price so <laughs> yeah 
So that's my biggest pet peeve. And I, I know that's something that Hinge is doing because it's a seller's market right now. So I do appreciate that. I mean, I love it if I'm selling, right? But as a buyer, I can't, can't stand it. Can't stand okay. it. Don't want it. Okay, so I will share that my daughter and son-in-law just bought a home. And the home seller did not name a price. They said, you have until Friday at five o'clock to put in an offer. We'll take the highest one. It drove me nuts. Where do you go? Where do you well, go with that? Comps, right? What? Comps? It's crap, Neil. It's a load of malarkey. Uh, but I, but we commonly do that now in our work. And I know that if you're on the buy side, it is horrible to work with. But if you're on the sell side, I will say that in the last three years and also since COVID, so we have launched four processes since COVID. Three of those have given us values higher than we would have seen last year. And the fourth one was very solid. And had I named prices, I would have left money on the table. So one thing I want to point out is that what you get for your company very, very often depends on the buyer's objectives more than what you're selling. So, and what I mean by that is you might have a buyer that's got a specific interest in a school in that market, or they need more in that market, or they need your people, or they need your brand, or they want in the U.S. and they're not there yet. And they're willing to price up to get something you have that has more to do with their objectives than you. So, um, yeah, I get it. I hate it too. If I'm in your shoes. Yeah, I, no, it's, it's, uh, you know, I'm a member of a, a, I kind of have a hobby of buying and selling youth baseball bats. Okay. So I buy and sell youth baseball bats, um, used ones. Um, they, they, they're, it's a commodity, they sell for, you know, four-year-old bats that are super hot sell for new bat, more than new bats. I mean, so it's, a, it's sort of a hobby of mine. And I'm a member of a Facebook site that if someone lists a bat, takes a picture, lists a bat, and don't put a price with it, they're kicked off the site. So it's, it, I'm kind of the same way. They just don't want, like, open bidding, open auction. And I get it. I like, you know, but for me, someone's not listing a price. I mean, I'm just going to beat them up until they give me something. You know, they got to give me something. I'll just give them a really low offer. Yeah, if I was advising you, I would say the same. Uh, but I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But I feel you're that. doing. A, you're the best. You're the best. I'm just get to list my pet peeves since you're on here. I get to beat you up a little bit. And that was the one, right? I mean, you could be Neil. You could be getting beat up and dropped in the woods, Kathy. Yeah, I don't know, Neil. I don't know how you do it, my friend. So I'm going to recap um, what I thought was Kathy's biggest takeaways today for all of our small business owners out there, um, restaurants, um, retail, um, exercise folks, all, all you guys that are out there, I want to tell you um, quick three things. Um, the way to get your, you know, obviously you want a great piece of real estate and obviously you want the highest EBITDA and highest sales volume you can get. That go, that's going to drive your price more than anything. But if you're talking about driving your multiple, Driving your multiple, and that's where you get rich, folks, your multiple. If you want to talk about driving your multiple, Kathy said, um, get the, be the top rate in your market. Charge the biggest prices in your market. That gives you the number one edge on your multiple. The number two thing she said was have a great team that is going to stay in place and keep them rocking and rolling. That's what's going to worry them. They want to be able to carry on all that you've done. Um, and the last one is make sure your buildings are like new or new. 
Um, if they're not new, which they're probably not, if you're established, if you're an established business, you need to be remodeling every five to seven years. You need to take care of your brand, and that will drive your price from a five multiple to a six and a half. And that's the difference in your grandkids being rich and you retiring. That's the difference. Is that what you said, Kathy? Beautiful. Awesome. Well, Kathy, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed having you on today. You were amazing. Um, you way overshadowed Neil. Um, who again just showed that I don't even know why he's on here, but great green screen. I do want to say that all of you look forward to what's going to happen in a few weeks. Kathy, thank you so much. Um, uh, and, and now we'll say bye, but it's what time for what that thinks. Always love my time with the beans. Take care guys. Thanks Kathy. See you later, Neil. So time for what that thinks. Um, first off, I am totally switching gears on what that thinks today. What that thinks is I have not been this excited in six months as I am right now to drop Neil off into the woods. So what I think is that this week I am going to spend my entire weekend planning, plotting, um, and not plotting because I'm not going to plot against, against him, but we are definitely going to set up a show. Um, we are going to have live footage of Neil in the woods alone, Neil alone. So what that thinks is that's going to be an amazing show. Um, the next thing on what that thinks guys is I do, I do want to hit on business values real quick guys. Um, um, I spoke to Kathy this morning early before the show. Um, and this is weighing heavy on my heart guys. You need to be growing your business or selling your business. Do you're not staying put. You understand you are growing or you are selling. This is not a market to be sitting pat, waiting to see what happens. Some of you companies out there are sitting going, ooh, I've got this money, I need to just sit here and be comfortable. You are going to lose market share, you're going to lose people, and you're gonna lose money, I promise you. If you're sitting there on it, you either need to be growing, go out, find more locations, go out, find more people, go figure out how to grow the business even where you're at right now. Whatever you're doing, you should be looking to grow and spending money and investing to grow. If you're not, you need to be hiring Kathy to sell your business. You need to be looking for a great broker to sell your business and maximize it because if not, you're going to lose market share. I promise this crazy, crazy time that we're sitting in right now is one to grow or go. That's what that thinks. So I want to thank you. I'm going to wrap this up by saying, hey, look, um, um, those of you that are liking us, please subscribe. I know we've had two weeks off. One week was Neil's fault. Um, we will be appointment TV Fridays at 1159. This will continue to be uploaded. Please make us a part of your week and please let us know how you're doing. And if there's a guest or somebody you want to see, please email it to me. Um, you can contact me at uh, thad at betterbeansbranding.com. Um, you can go to our website at betterbeansbranding.com. And uh, other than that, we will see you soon. We're out. Thank you so much.